0: Today's episode of What's Tech is brought to you by Squarespace. Squarespace is the easiest way to create a beautiful website, blog, or online store for you and your ideas. Squarespace features an elegant interface, beautiful templates, and incredible 24-7 customer support. Try Squarespace at squarespace.com and enter offer code TECH at checkout to get 10% off. Squarespace. Build it.
1: Beautiful. So, I'm playing Destiny, and uh, specifically, I'm playing a raid. Raid is a thing where you know you're with six people, you and five other people. It's a team activity. It's a long mission, multiple parts, where you know it might take minimum 40, 45 minutes, sometimes twice that, even longer. And we're at the end boss battle, and it's just kicking our asses. We we try to do it legitimately. More on that later. And we can't. And we've just been banging our heads against a wall. And at some point, we give up. And our party leader says, "Screw it. We're gonna we're gonna pull the plug." And uh, what that means is not to end the run. It's uh, to take advantage of a glitch. You cheated. We did. Hmm and uh, specifically what we did is uh, there was a cheat with uh, this boss where um, in the middle of the battle if you unplugged your LAN cable he, he would be frozen uh, and uh, so you disconnect yourself from the internet everyone else leaves the party and then you know they come back in and the, meanwhile the boss is frozen and you can just wail away on him until he's dead I'm not proud of it but I did it and that was the first time that I had completed that raid. I don't know
0: if I feel like I invited the right person for this episode because you understand something like this, or if I invited the wrong person because you're morally irreprehensible. Hello, and welcome to What's that? a podcast from TheVerge.com. I'm your humble host, Christopher Thomas Plant, and today I am joined by not just a colleague, not just a coworker, but a good friend, Sumit Sarkar, senior reporter at Polygon.com. You might know Polygon as a place I worked before this and a place that I hold dear in my heart. They cover video games and other things. Uh, I invited Sumit because he is the person who, uh, for better or worse, I don't know which you prefer, is responsible for reviewing... Uh, expansions to the game Destiny. Uh, and expansions, is a, it's, a, it's a funny word for Destiny, because that might just mean the rest of Destiny over over the future. Uh, you might, if you don't know what Destiny is, say that you typically listen to this podcast, and you're like, I love finding out about cell phones, but what is Destiny other than my fate? Um... It is uh, something that we're going to get into and uh, hopefully we'll explain why it is a little different than just any other video game. But before we get to that, uh, tell us on the top level, what
1: is Destiny? Well, Destiny is at its core a a multiplayer shooter. It's a first-person shooter where um, you're you're, uh, killing aliens on a variety of planets. Uh, You're doing it usually cooperatively with your friends. Um, undertaking missions and things like that, and then sometimes there are larger activities uh, that you know you, you do in, in defined groups. And then, of course, there's also uh, player versus player, where you're shooting each other in the face. What sort of games for
0: people who maybe don't play a ton of games
1: uh, does Destiny borrow from? Well, it borrows a lot from the developer's previous work. the developer's name Bungie, and um, their previous work is Halo the Halo series, which uh, our listeners here might have heard of. And um, specifically the, the first-person shooting in the game, and also the nature of the, the enemies in, in some ways, the alien enemies. And uh, so that, that's one, inspiration. Uh, secondly, uh, Destiny is a very loot-driven game, and what that means is uh, you play the game not just for its own sake, but for the rewards you get, you know, better weapons, better armor, um, outfits and things like that. And uh, there it's partly inspired by games like uh, Diablo from Blizzard Entertainment and uh, Borderlands from uh, Gearbox Software. You know, those are very loot driven games where you're constantly playing to get better and better stuff. Sure. How popular is Destiny? Well, it's very popular with the readers of Polygon.com. <laughs> and it's also very popular in and of itself. Uh, the last time we had statistics was a uh, uh, publisher Activision saying, that, you know, they've had over 20 million registered players since the Destiny launched. And that was uh, last September. That's an insane
0: amount of people. And that's over the span of one year. That's right. Essentially. Um, you mentioned Bungie. Let's, let's go down that rabbit hole a little bit. Um, people have probably heard of Halo. Uh, it It's at the very least, shown up as a commercial while they were watching maybe the Super Bowl or some other sporting activity. Uh, but what what's the deal with Bungie? What, Bungie? And how how did they get here? Because if, if you know about Halo, you know it is a Microsoft exclusive, something local to Xbox 360. Well, Destiny is obviously not that.
1: That's right. So you look at the history of Bungie. They've been around since the early 90s. Uh, they started out making uh, actually computer games on, on Mac and then Windows later. And uh, you know, Halo came around with the launch of the original Xbox in uh, 2001, and it was always on Xbox, and they made a whole bunch of Halo games, and um, then uh, they uh, split off from uh, Microsoft because they wanted to do their own thing, they wanted to go independent, and they didn't want to make Halo anymore because they made a whole bunch of those games. Uh, Microsoft, you may have known, uh, is still making Halo games without Bungie, they're doing it internally. But uh, Bungie uh, split off and uh, then teamed up with uh, this publisher Activision to make this project Destiny that uh, the two companies planned as this uh, massive undertaking that would create a a living entity in a video game that would uh, grow and evolve over a, a 10 year period.
0: Uh, For people who maybe also heard of the name Activision, they're the publisher of Call of Duty. So they have their shooter credentials, uh, arguably the most popular first-person shooter in history in terms of sales, debatably. Uh, And they also are, weirdly enough, the publisher of World of Warcraft on technicality because they've merged with Blizzard. Uh, With uh, World of Warcraft, I think most people know what a shooter is like they can imagine the idea of of essentially a paintball match that happens on the internet and can be incredibly competitive Uh, mmos are more fascinating to me and even as somebody who works uh in the industry well works covering the industry uh there's still kind of a mystery to me uh because my mental image of an mmo is uh world of warcraft
1: But Destiny
0: in some way could be considered an MMO. Absolutely.
1: Uh, You know, it it is a a game that is uh, massively multiplayer and online. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Um, That that is the acronym for uh, everybody. Yes. Uh, And, you know, there's a lot in Destiny uh, that uh, borrows from that genre of video game. Um, Like you, I'm pretty unfamiliar with MMOs. I've never played a minute of World of Warcraft in my life. Um, and a lot of that is because uh, many MMOs tend to play out the same way um, in terms of what you're actually doing in the game. You know, it's it's a lot of uh, uh, grinding, which is a video game term for just, you know, sort of doing the same activities over and over again, killing low-level enemies and things like that to, to you know, get your strength up and then, you know, do bigger and uh, better things, hopefully. Um, and Destiny is very much that kind of game uh, in the sense of it is a just series of carrots on sticks. Sure. A never ending series of carrots on sticks.
0: I mean, explain that. Like you are motivated to get something just a little more delicious and then do that over and over and over again. Yes. So <laughs> apparently, carrots are delicious by my standards. Carrots are
1: delightful. The thing with Destiny is that. Um, Unlike some MMOs that people had uh, become familiar with and and had loved playing over the years, such as World of Warcraft, uh, one of the main complaints about Destiny when it came out in September 2014 was that there wasn't a lot to do. There wasn't uh, a lot of content uh, to explore for your $60 at launch. And when you have a game that is built around repetition of the same missions and and, uh, uh, arenas and things like that, over and over to, to just slowly increase your character's strength and skills and, uh, weaponry and armor. Um, it can get old pretty quickly. And, uh, uh, you know, other games in this, uh, vein, you know, they provide a, a wide variety of activities to do. Um, and of course the, the, the massively multiplayer part of the equation is meant to provide part of that variety by bringing in other humans to play alongside and, uh, the thing is that in Destiny, unlike a lot of these MMOs, where you can have uh, missions that are played with lots and lots of people, like you know, twenty people together taking down a, you know a boss in in a raid. Um, Destiny, it's it's only on uh, consoles, not computers, and it's it limited. Uh, the largest activities in Destiny are uh, six players to a, a, you know together cooperatively. Sure, I mean,
0: so I, I I've seen all the complaints about this game. Uh, not having enough content at the beginning and then you hear that there are 20 million people still playing it i mean what sort of investment has activision put behind it already and what are they basically guaranteeing that they're going to be putting behind it that keeps people engaged in this thing
1: well destiny was a, a huge bet for activision uh, is a huge bet for activision you know For a company that people like to disparage for churning out the same thing over and over again with uh, franchises like uh, uh, World of Warcraft and Call of Duty and uh, Guitar Hero, which they ran into the ground five years ago. Yeah, bringing it back, baby. Now now bringing it back. Um, You know, Destiny was, I think, a a legitimate risk for a company like Activision, as much money as they might have behind them. And uh, what they are doing is supporting it, Um, as I was saying earlier, for for their plan is for a decade – and uh the number that we've seen uh, floating around is half a billion dollars total over the course of that decade in terms of uh development, marketing of uh of everything to do with Destiny. I'm curious if it's more than that now. Just
0: because I mean we'll get let's go into a little bit of what we've heard about like when this game was supposed to come out. Because it was it should have come out at least a year ahead of scheduled original time, right? And and they it's no secret that they had plans for new expansions to be coming out every year. So they're already presumably in some bit of a hole there in terms
1: of that, I guess, 10-year cycle. I, I, well, and even – so the expansions that they've uh, done, uh, there have been two. And uh, one came out three months after Destiny. That was in December 2014. And then another one I think was supposed to come out presumably three months after that. And then they they got such a, a negative reaction, I think, to the, the first expansion in terms of players complaining that it, it didn't really add that much to the game, that they actually delayed the second one uh by a few months and then it didn't come out until May. And I think that helped. I, I thought the second expansion was much, much better than the first. Um and now with the third one, it's it's going to be a you know bigger expansion, the biggest one yet. Um, and I think this is their idea of what something similar to what we heard their original plan was to do um, something like uh, maybe full sequels or something like that every other year. And then in the off years, you have a, a really major expansion that changes a lot of things about Destiny.
0: When I hear a strategy described like this, where it's like, mm-hmm. great, here's a game that I expect you to be online playing with your friends with for. Dozens and dozens of hours, at, at the very least. Uh, and we're going to release updates every three to five or so months. Uh, and we're expecting you to pay at least half the price of a, a traditional game for that, each of those times. Um, that sounds like we want this to be, if not, if not the only thing you're playing, then the main thing, your priority. Is that a fair case against the game?
1: I, I, think I guess for the game, uh, four, yeah. I don't know if that's
0: against or for it, it sounds a little, uh, all consuming, but
1: maybe that's not a bad thing for a certain type of player. Well, I think if you look at, uh, Activision's history, World of Warcraft was that game for a lot of people who, who, you know, have played games for the past decade. Uh, and it, it may still be that kind of game, even though they've just had their like lowest subscriber numbers ever. It, you know, at one time, you know, uh, and, and you still hear people sort of talk about these stories in, in whispered recollections of, ah, oh, you know, I've, uh, man, WoW consumed like an entire semester of, my, of college or, or, you know, I, I just come home from work and, uh, you know, make ramen or, or mac and cheese and, and then just play WoW until I fell asleep at my desk, you know. Um, and uh, the the people I know who, who play Destiny, uh, including myself, have, have put, you know, easily 100... More, I mean, I've I've got friends who've probably put a thousand hours into Destiny at this point. Uh, I'm at like a hundred and eighty or so, um, but that's because I've kind of have a on and off love hate relationship with with the game. It, it feels it, Activision is described as you know like the
0: giant publisher, the people who make Call of Duty, yada 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 yada. Um, and it's funny to me because Bungie is technically an independent studio. And Destiny, feels technically like um, a green light game, or which is to say, like a Kickstarter game, a game that's released in beta. Um, I've never heard so many people complain so much, so feverishly about something that they play obsessively. It, it am I crazy to think that Taken King, which it, we can kind of describe here, which is going to be this the the big update that is coming out soon or is already out, depending on when you're listening to this. Uh that that is the official launch that that it really it's semantics right now, you know when people play games on p c and they pay to get into something early that that they understand that that's a beta, but really what we're seeing here is something that is closer to an official thing um yeah i, I I'm just I, it, that's what it feels like to somebody who has barely played any of I guess the vanilla
1: version of it over the past year mm-hmm. well. There are a bunch of factors in that. One is that if you look at Destiny and the way it has evolved from uh, since its launch last September to now, um, it is a very different game even if you didn't buy the expansions, either of the two. Uh, the first one being The Dark Below and the second one being House of Wolves. Um, because, uh, and, and this is the same way that a lot of these kinds of games are developed, including World of Warcraft, uh, a lot of the changes that They've made to the game. They've made to the underlying systems of the game. So it, you know, even if you're not buying the additional content and you're still playing just vanilla Destiny, uh, you will still experience the the new ways to play. And uh, it's much better than it used to be. And a lot of that is based on fan feedback. And I think the reason that a lot of people think it, you know, like want to refer to it derisively as a as a, a beta for the past years is that, you know, they've sort of seen what it was when it launched and what it is now, and it's like, well, man, how do we put up with this for hundreds of hours? Yeah. And the second thing is that if you look at the pre-release hype for Destiny, which is, I mean, it was one of the, maybe the most hyped game, you know, I can think of in in recent memory. Uh, You know, we'd heard about this, you know, original leaked contract between Bungie and Activision for the 10-year plan, and and then once they actually started talking about it themselves, you know, they were really discussing it as uh, the next coming. And, and as you were alluding to, you know, maybe the only video game you'll play for the rest of your life. <laughs> and it really failed to deliver on so many fronts. And yet, when people played the game the way it was at launch and looked back on all the hype, there were nuggets in there of what Bungie had been promising all along. <coughs> and, you know, a lot of the, uh, you know, much of the, the commentary and the sort of refrain that I've been hearing from a lot of people that I play with is, you know, Destiny 2.0 or you know, Destiny 2, the sequel to Destiny will be the game it should have been at launch. Will You know, that will be, you know, once they get around to, to fixing everything and once they get around to adding a lot more content the amount of content that we feel should have been there at launch you know that will be the true destiny that we've been that we were promised and that we've been waiting for all this time
0: it it's amazing because it's one of the biggest third party publishers in the world one of the biggest developers who is responsible for arguably the most iconic first person shooter making a giant MMO with millions and millions of dollars behind it and there is this weird Underdog like status to it, the way it's described by people, because it is that. Like that's that. It's amazing that people talk about something like that, and that they're not put off, that they want to stay, and that they want to see it get made. But at the same time, I do see it because, like you said, they are. There is a certain riskiness, <laughs> even with all those things considered, that it's getting made at all, um, which is mind blowing to me. Let's talk about before we wrap up uh the relationship of Destiny compared to Call of Duty because Call of Duty was, still is the, the reigning champ of first-person shooters, but it, it, are, should we expect Call of Duty to eventually go the Destiny route, or is Call of Duty now are, have shooters divided in half where there is the Wow type of games, and then there are the sports where you know something like Call of Duty is actually more akin to a Madden in terms of how it's being released than a WoW?
1: Well, certainly Activision is, is doing its best to try to keep Call of Duty relevant. Um, they recently switched to a, a different uh, development cycle where they're still releasing the game annually, but they've got the studios developing it, rotating on a, a three-year cycle so they can uh, have more time to develop the individual games, which you know, the, the thought behind that is that you know, with more time, they'll be able to make a better game and, and, and keep delivering the same level of quality uh, each year. Um, but, you know, we, we talked earlier about the price of Destiny. And one thing it does not have in common with a lot of MMOs, or not a lot these days, but the way MMOs used to be, um, you know, run, is that it doesn't have a subscription. Uh, you know, World of Warcraft has, for the last decade, has been a $15 a month game. And Destiny, you know, you, you pay your $60 up front to get the game, and, you you know, if you bought the two expansions, that was 35 or $40, and The Taken King will be a, another 40 Um, But, you know, you're paying for these sort of drops of content uh, over time, but you are not paying a, a running fee to play the game. Uh, and Call of Duty is this the same way in terms of, uh, you know, it's just $60 a year, and, and you get... Everything for that right, and the thing is with just like you mentioned Madden sports games these days, they have so many different things they 're so huge that you know anybody who's interested in some you know niche area of the game can find something to do, and if they're willing to spend sixty dollars just to play that little part of the game, they might be worth it to them, like you look at Call of Duty, a lot of people just buy those games and never touch the campaign. All they do is just play the multiplayer like a sport, as you said. Um, I'm more of a campaign guy, so I might dabble in a little bit of both, but I also have no interest in, say, the zombies part of Call of Duty. Sure. For Destiny, you know, maybe you don't have a regular friend group who's playing Destiny, so you can't do the cooperative activities like the raids because you know you need to have people on your friends list to invite into them. But you're okay running through the story missions. You're good just playing uh, the multiplayer, shoot, the competitive shooting with friends. And you know maybe that's en- enough for you. So if if you look at I think the way Activision makes these games, um, I'm surprised that they haven't spun off, for example, Call of Duty multiplayer in- into a separate product at this point. And maybe maybe a fleet a free to play thing like say League of Legends, but just it, it's it's so hard for these companies to uh, uh, make a profit these days when they, when they are producing these games. Um, at the scale that they are. Um, And that's why I think you're you're finding that they're trying to figure out just different ways to to monetize uh, what they're selling.
0: You kind of answered it in that question, so I'm going to ask you for something more specific. But to wrap it up, you meet a stranger on the street. They grab you by your, your shirt collar. They shake you violently. They say, I need to play Destiny, but I don't know why. What is the one reason that I should care about this game? I should give it my first 12 hours or who knows what it demands of me to really get to the point where I'm going to enjoy it.
1: What I've always said about destiny is that you know, there are redeemable aspects to it. Wow. There are, but it is a he's game. He's choking
0: you furiously
1: it, now and this it, is yeah. unacceptable. Yeah. He's, he's not, he's not <coughs> picking up what I'm throwing down. Uh, it is absolutely a game that is better with friends. Um, I honestly, for a time, used Destiny as much as a game that I would play as something that I would just use to shoot the breeze with with friends and party chat and and just catch up. And it was a a daily thing, a a weekly thing. um, Because at some point, you know, you're shooting aliens and it gets mindless, especially when you're running the same missions over and over, you know exactly what's going to happen. But... You know, the the parts of Destiny where you have those genuinely uh, special, cooperative moments where you and your, you know, two teammates or you and your five teammates are coming together, working as a team, communicating in voice chat to uh, come up with strategies on the fly and, you know, you're able to take down these, these bosses, they... Those moments can, can, can really be something special, and they're not the kind of moments that you get in a lot of video games. Can I tell you my crackpot theory about this? Please
0: do. I'm sure I will get called out on, on this, but coming from the Midwest and coming from a certain type of conservative culture— Uh, that frowned upon the idea of masculinity uh, overlapping with uh, any communication with men that is not uh, just sitting near a football game. I sometimes wonder if online uh, video games have uh, filled or allowed this uh, type of communication between uh, uh, male friends in these sorts of cultures that need to have basic communication and talk about people's, own anxieties and fears and just general life uh, and their ability to vent it's uh given them that opportunity under the veil of oh let's go on to a video game and shoot stuff and and that it, it basically allows uh, a certain type of person who otherwise would have never uh talked to other people despite actually probably
1: enjoying it to do so just because it's a video game so i'll tell you something Going off your theory, I uh, had a a lengthy phone conversation yesterday with uh, your friend and mine, Dave Tack. Yes. A a Polygon colleague of of mine. Great man. Great man. And um, I cannot remember the last time that I had a telephone conversation. Full stop. No, I'm kidding. Um, (laughs) But uh, the last time that I had a telephone conversation with uh, a male friend that lasted longer than 10 minutes until last night. And, you know, that there's a variety of reasons for that. But where I have had conversations with male friends for much longer than 10 minutes is in voice chat playing Destiny. Interesting. I feel
0: um, just a small anecdote that, that may support my large insane theory. Um, thank you for joining me on today's episode. Thank you for having me. It's been wonderful. Let's, let's do that
1: promo time. Hit it. Well, you can find my work alongside Chris Plants at uh, Polygon.com. Specifically, just just ignore me. Just go to the Chris Plant archives. That's, that's what you want to see. We know it. And uh, you can uh, find more about me at my Twitter, which is uh, just a name, at Simit Sarkar. Mostly tweets about sports, sports teams. Sure, yeah. Don't say the Yankees. No? You want okay. to and you're not
0: going to. Okay. Okay, if you really want the Yankees, you can follow us. Me. If you want to watch a winning team, uh, the KC Royals will be getting special promotions on my Twitter feed until probably November when they win the World Series. Collusion. Um, <laughs> uh, you can find more of the show every Tuesday. Uh, we are also always at Burge.com. You can find us on Twitter at What's Tech. And you can find us on iTunes, which is a place I would love for you to go and leave a review if you have a moment. It goes a long way to getting us out to more people on the internet. Until next time, we will see you on the moon, which is a level. Is it? Sure, it's a level. We're going to say it's a level on uh, Destiny. Yes, that's the game. Goodbye. And also, a thank you to Wix.com. Today's episode was brought to you by Wix.com. Used by 60 million people throughout the world, Wix.com empowers business owners to create their own professional websites. With a dragon jot builder and hundreds of designer-made templates to choose from, you can get your website live today. It's easy and it is free. Go to Wix.com, that's W-I-X.com, and create your stunning website today.